Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio. This is the lowest effect. My name is Elisa. My name is Liz, and we made it. Oh, gosh. I know some technology. Oh, I don't know why this this show wasn't logged in as a show because I definitely did that. Of course that. you did. Of course you did. Um, that happens. We're here. We are here. Damn it. I'm glad we are. Yay. I'm still feeling rough around the edges today. Girl. I feel like I was out of it all day yesterday. Mm hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) I totally get it. It's, um,. You know, it's just such a, an up and down time and then uh, navigating things like not feeling well and, you know, just all the all the, the crazy details of life and moving forward and coping and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of coping, so the other podcast the comedy one, the filthy one mm-hmm. called the Coping and NYC Podcast. We were on a kind of, of unexpected forced hiatus since, uh, I would say, mid-February, where one of my co-hosts' uh, mother had severe heart issues, and then a week later, my mother had severe heart issues. So we have not been able to do a show, we would uh, record the show typically on a Thursday night, and then I would um, release it over the weekend. So we're not, so that show is kind of like done. It was uh, three, um, myself, my downstairs neighbor, and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend coincidentally is someone I've known since I'm 19 years old. We went to school together, so it's crazy. And um, my 22-year-old son. So uh, we're going to record a pop-up uh, episode tonight, just the three of us. <clears throat> my my uh, son is sort of bowing out, which makes sense, um, and because uh, we have a bunch of like serious, you know, adult stuff to talk about, like elderly <laughs> parents, people, our friends who have died. You know, we we had in common my friend who passed away on Monday. Um, I did not go to the funeral, which was yesterday, out of solidarity uh, to our friend who passed um, because there was nothing about this service that I know he would have wanted. Mm. And um, and I'm so glad I did not go. I did, I did hear back that it was a lovely service, and I'm so glad that it was. Um, but open casket, I have a oh, heart. Wow. I have a very hard time with that. my whole. I have a very hard time with that. Um, that would have uh, devastated me. And um, his mother, who, in my opinion, is and this isn't a judgment. This is an opinion and an observation. I just have so I have so much information. I have so much on her. Out of honoring her grief, losing her child. You know, that was another reason for me not to be there, not to interfere, but to respect what she needs to, to go through. 
Um, mm. But uh, but very long story short, uh, she got pregnant with him when she was uh, 16, had him at 17, and he was raised uh, by his grandmother, her mother, and they were sort of raised as siblings, mm. even, right? And um, he, as a young boy, I guess she had married later, when he was a young boy, uh, and he was um, raped by um, her husband, and she didn't do anything about it. So there's a lot of mental damage. There, there's a lot of uh, a lot of suppression. I think it's playing itself out as clinical narcissism. He was a staunch atheist. She had him in a suit and a yarmulke. You know. Oh. Um, wow. So I just knew. I just knew. Um, it would have it would have uh devastated me energetically being as hypersensitive as i am and also knowing what i know about about uh her backstory with him knowing that this is not anything he would have wanted to do and this way in a sense he has the last word because i was representing him by not going that was my pro. It was like my my um, my protest vote. So anyway, but uh, my friend uh, Jimmy, who's the co-host of the podcast, he did go, and uh, so you can see why my son isn't participating in tonight's podcast. We have so many like very grown-up, heavy things to talk about, but of course, it is a comedy podcast. So we will laugh through uh, uh, the tears and um, plow through it. Wow. What else? Yeah. What? Yeah. What else are we going to do? Yeah. But I cannot handle. I know it's it's very traditional. I cannot handle the open cast. I cannot handle it. But it's yeah. very common, you know. Regardless of the um, religious nature of the of the ceremony yeah but he was a staunch atheist and she just went to town with a traditional jewish service and but she's you know god bless she she's processing and and and, and it's grief and, and listen i would never no matter what my opinion is about someone losing their child mm. um you know, Marguerite, you know, I know, a bunch of us know the horrendous uh, grip that that can have on your soul. So out of compassion, that was another reason, too. It's like, i got to stay away from this woman. That's the most compassionate thing that I can do is right. to stay away. She does not want me on the race. She does not. She She knows who I am and is very threatened by that because I was so, 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 so close to her son. Um, so out of respect for her uh was was another reason but some to me so i'll just give you one one little example and this sums it all up why i'm so damn glad i knew not to go so um the plan was to do a cremation 
and then to scatter, I guess, whatever, and I'm not participating in any of, I'm not participating in anything, um, but to scatter his ashes and his wife, who passed away two years ago. She was also one of my best friends. Um, I guess in um, over the Brooklyn Bridge or so, I don't know, whatever, something iconic, New York, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, I guess that's what he wanted, or I don't know. It wasn't her idea. And she's like, well, why would I do that? He doesn't know how to swim. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And, and drop the mic. Yeah. He doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> what do we do with that, dear? What do we do with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm not really good at having a poker face. So <laughs> I'm not. I wish I was. I'm not. Yeah, like the day before he died, I had my picture taken for this Latinx series. I posted a, a little snippet. Yeah, it looks on, good. On. Really Thank good. you. Yeah, my friend, my friend's project. And I was so sad that day. I mean that was that was like the the happiest picture of of the I was so sad. It wasn't the best day, but that was the day that I was scheduled to to do that. Um yeah, I can't This is why I'm not a performer. And others beg to to, to differ, but you know, this is why I'm I'm behind the scenes. Um <laughs> I am not good at masking what's going on. You know, I I think so many of us we feel things so profoundly and so deeply. Right. But when I heard, well, he doesn't know how to swim. I'm like, I can't, I just, I can't with the swim. <laughs> I, yeah. The, and when there was talk of, it, it's very sad. Like they, they had set up uh, a hospice set up in his apartment. He never ended up going to the apartment. But I also think he had all of his strength and his free will to die in the hospital, because this other little gem that got back to me when they were talking about hospice in his apartment. And then, of course, his mother was going to be there with the help of nurses' aides or what have you. And uh, I was told by, I was told somebody overheard this conversation that she said, now great, we can finally live together again. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, that's some creepy shit, yo. Hello. That's Mm. creepy. That's you don't talk. You, you it's like, hey, Rumi. Like, no, it's hospice. Sleep mm-hmm. over. No, it's hospice. Not that I'm saying that you know you're not going to laugh and you're not going to. I'm not. That's not my. That's not my point at all. I'm not saying doom and gloom, but. Um. And I know in his mind he's like, I am going to die. I'm going to will myself to die, because I cannot have my mother think that we're roomies now. And mm. I don't want to go out this way. I don't want her to have the last word. But but she thinks she had the last word with with this uh, very religious uh, service that exposed him uh, ac- across all platforms that he would not have wanted because I know him so damn well. But she doesn't have the last word. She doesn't know that. He has the last word because I didn't go, and I'm having the conversation now mm. on the air. People over the world could hear this little conversation about why scatter the ashes in the water when he can't swim? <laughs> yeah. 
God bless. Um, well, yeah, you talked about someone who, you know, and we could stretch it and say, well, maybe she's just looking at a possible silver lining, and that's her her perspective is, oh, well, at least you know, sure, at least I'll save him from the struggle of trying to swim, even though that's obviously not the issue, or you know, oh, well, at least we'll be able to live together again. Like maybe that's her. That's right. Her way of of softening that blow. Yep. Absolutely. And and Absolutely. as as ill timed or you know ill advised as as it is, you know that that's uh you know there there's definitely a lot of you know foot and mouth disease that you know never really goes away with age. Um, it just kind of gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse, I, and it's, it's, it's compensatory. And it's like, girl, you can't undo, you know, fifty seven, fifty eight years of damage. Thank you for mm-hmm. the 58. Yeah, you can't undo, like, just, yeah. But the damage that I did to so I have a lot of compassion. That's another reason why I didn't go, I, out of compassion mm-hmm. for her uh, as a grieving mother, out of compassion. So why let my, my sadness and my covering up that I, that I see right through her, you know, like, why, not about that. It is not about my ego. It is not about any... It's about she needing to do what she needs to do as a mother and me uh, exercising my right to have a protest vote, and she does not need to know about it, and I still honored my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very sad. Yeah. Um, what can you um, do? Oh, yeah. El, we do have a hand raised, but I, I wanted okay. to say... Good morning to Raven and Amish Comedian. And Amish Comedian wrote, uh, maybe he can play tricks on her, hide stuff in the house, leave his oh, memoirs around her bed. Oh, and then she wrote, bacon sandwiches in the kitchen. That would be hilarious. Uh, okay, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Especially, that's, I know why she said that. That's really, really oh, funny. Oh, I know why she said it, too. Yeah, of course. Of um, course we do. That's really, really funny. And, uh, yes, and that's really, and I've been feeling... It's really funny. It's, I've been feeling his presence a little bit. And I know this, too, because I know he's going to watch out. Like, he's going to – I know how much he loved me and, and my family. I know he's going to watch out, and he's going to watch out for um, – particularly for my son, Jeremiah, because he was very, like, very, very uh, hyper-focused and concerned for my son's safety being a young black uh, teenager who's over six feet tall. Thank you. So he has a big old target on his back. I lose my mind every day because there's so, so, there's always something to lose my mind about because you re, don't, don't even recover for one and somebody else gets shot by the cops. Yay, that's yeah. amazing. So happy. Yeah, and what gave me comfort when he was alive was that we put his phone, because he was an attorney, we put his phone number in my son's phone, and I would tell my son, anything happens with you and the cops, you don't call me first, you call Richard. And then Richard will call mommy. That's what you do. But I know he's going to keep an eye out. And the day before the funeral, I guess it was on Tuesday, I met up with a cousin of his wife who was also my dear friend, and she passed away two years ago. And we met um, at an iconic spot in Brooklyn, but I hadn't been in a long time. And I naturally don't have a good sense of direction anyway. Richard always did, and Richard would always, if I had to go someplace, and he knew about it, and I didn't know how to get there, he would, like, text me the kindest 
doctor was like holding, like he was holding my hand, like so kind. And I remember getting out of the subway on Tuesday, and I'm like, where is this freaking place? And then I turn the corner and I see it like down down the block, and I said to myself, thank you, Richard. Like I could tell mm. he was pointing me in the right direction. So, that, and that's beautiful to know, like they. That connection is really there. All right, let's take that call. Okay. That. I think this is actually Marguerite. Good, Good morning, morning, ladies. Yes, it is. Hi. Uh, Hi, honey. Uh, uh, Hi. I was listening to what what you were saying um, about not going to the service, yeah. and I was folding my laundry and trying not to laugh at the same time. Oh. Like, how do you fold your underwear and put it in the drawer and not laugh? You know, it's just... I've been through that twice with mm. my parents. Mm. Um, when my mom died, yeah. she died. She passed away in 91. She was 67 years old. Wow. And yeah. my one of my younger brothers paid for her funeral. Mm-hmm. And she had a full funeral because we're Catholic. And right. when my dad died, though, he had everything set up. He had it where he wanted to be cremated, and that was it. Good. Well, in between my mom and my dad passing, my brother took over his finances, took over for everything. You, for your dad? And for my dad. Okay. And he basically, um, what I know, he took out a second mortgage on my dad's house, which was paid for years ago, decades prior uh-huh. to this. And he had somebody come in and do repairs, which were not like done like you should like wiring was just oh my mm. god it was a nightmare plumbing oh everything god. it was just terrible but my brother was doing it and uh-huh. my husband we would go in and fix it <laughs> so we knew what was going on but right. when my dad passed away my brother made it a point to do a service that he wanted not my dad thank you so he had mm-hmm. he had mm-hmm. a, he had, and and for me, I was angry because it wasn't for my dad. But it, you know what? It wasn't for it wasn't for my dad. It was for my brother. I think exactly. my brother felt he needed to do it. So it right. sounded so familiar. I had to say. And my dad, you know, once they're gone, they don't care. You do whatever they don't you care. want. To. They don't. They don't no. care. And what the thing was, the only thing that bothered most my siblings was my when my brother did this the the, the day after the. Um, viewing, mm-hmm. he had the hearse go to a restaurant that my dad would go to, and they went for breakfast. And then it went to the church, oh, and Lord. then it went back to the funeral home. So the siblings had to pay, you know, we had to pay for all of that. And oh, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't what a, supposed to be. So it was thousands for each of us. It was an indulgence, been, really. Exactly. And it was, oh. so it was for my brother again. Mm. And, and and that's my brother was always the one had to be the outspoken or uh, it, he was terrible growing up. So, right. But mm. I had to let that go. I mean, he has to live with that the rest of his life, whatever that's he right. did to my parents. That's right. I mean, they did things to my parents that I would never have done to anybody wow. in my life. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking about that. And I thought, you know, just we have to accept whatever happens because we know. Right. Like just like your friend, he's uh, he's with you, and he's saying it doesn't matter where you are. I'm always with you. That's right. So that's right. 
Yeah, no, that's my, right. Even I, my dad. My dad. That's right. <laughs> my dad, um, he's in my head all the time. Right. Because he's the one that was a driving force in my family. He would always say, right. don't give up. I'm never going to let you give up. You don't give mm-hmm. up on you. Nice. So I just wanted to say that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh-huh. No, I really appreciate that, Marguerite. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple things I want to say before yes. I go into something else. Okay. When I had this, I want to say it was a visitation. Oh. Um, most people would say it was a dream. But in no, my not. dream visitation, mm-hmm. um, I was with my family, the ones mm-hmm. that are here. Okay. And I had a gentleman, a young man, come up to me, tall. And he faced me and took my hands in his. So, like, if you're reaching, your mm-hmm. palms would be down on their hands, right? Mm-hmm. They would mm-hmm. be holding your hands. And that instance, I was just, overcome, engulfed in this love, this yep. feeling as un, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine yep. it was. And I looked up and it was like, oh my gosh, this is what it is to be on the other side. That's right. It was just inspiring. I'm like, it's I don't ever want to leave. Don't and ever he kind of turned yep. sideways. He turned sideways and, and said, come with me. And he wanted oh to God. show me more. And I just kept feeling this. So it's kind of like I wonder if I, at one point last week or something, because a lot of things were going on, that mm-hmm. maybe they wanted to make sure that I didn't lose what I know from the other side. Coming back here, there is love, you know. Oh, with yeah. Whatever's going on in the world, yeah. because yes. I feel everything. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I just, I just want to go back there and feel that again. Girl. Because oh, it was yes. like, wow. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. These... these... Uh, experiences are very um, precious and sacred Mm -hmm. because they don't happen often at all. And I've experienced what you've talked about. Maybe in my entire life, I've experienced maybe three times. Wow. And you're really at the, you're really at the gateway of the gateway. Mm-hmm. And you're so close. It's it's like you're so close to the veil. If you got any closer, you know you would be passing one gateway to enter the other. But you're at the gateway, the gateway. Right. So there, there is mm-hmm. like this kind of um, not a um, not a barrier, but there's almost like this in between space it's like when they talk about the gap in between thoughts right Mm -hmm. so it's like there's this gap in between one gateway to the other so you were in that gap Mm -hmm. where you can have that experience so uh tangibly but it's insane it really it really is insane and Mm -hmm. and i I want to think how many, this was years ago, maybe like 15 years ago or longer. I don't know if my younger son was in our lives yet. So let's say 16, 17 years ago, I was out of town on a business trip, um, and I'm in the hotel room, and in this hotel room, 
I was laying down, and then and then that very similar experience what you described, except Mm -hmm. I had a visitation, and it was Jesus. Now I'm not a religious person. I was going to say, I'm sorry. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's why I'm saying it. The eyes, the eyes give it away. That's why I'm saying it. That's (laughs) girl. That's why I'm saying Uh it because when you Mm -hmm. said it, I said I know what happened. Right? I know what happened. And it was Jesus. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I said, oh, Jesus is cute. No. <laughs> yes, he was. He is. Very tall, though. <laughs> because I'm not that's short, but oh, my gosh. I looked up. Oh, my gosh. Right. Right. Oh, so that yeah. happened. Uh-huh. That, that Jesus mm-hmm. encounter only happened once. I have had uh, two other times. I had it where I'm like, oh, my God, this is the tunnel. This is the tunnel. Oh, my God, this is the tunnel. This is amazing. This is the tunnel. This is the tunnel. Oh, my God. And then I came back. Yeah. But so, oh, and it, and and I, what I believe um, what this could be with what you're describing with your experience is, oh, do I have to wake him up for school for God's sake? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, I said, Jesus, ah, I'm not not putting your name in vain. Ah." Anyway, uh, but I want to I want to continue this. So when mm-hmm. when um, in your case, I feel that because you, it's been really rough going for you, and on a quantum level for many, 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 many years, it just has been. But you're so strong, and you're so stoic, and you're so, and you, and you're looked upon. So you don't even catch a break. You, you're looked at upon at being like a matriarch or a very powerful stoic figure, even though you're not stoic, but you're perceived as such. You're not, but you're mm-hmm. just as hypersensitive as the rest of us, and we all know this here in this space. But you <clears throat> had become, with everything going on and absorbing everybody's energy and, and being an empath and all those things, your uh, perception of source within you had become the well that has run dry. Mm-hmm. So this was this was a way to re- to to naturally replenish and to remind you of what you've always known, but that was buried and mired in some toxic energy around you. Mm-hmm. What's going on in the world? Uh, responsibilities exhaustion, um, holding it together for everybody. And and we forget, and we need that grace. Thank you, and I say that. Mm-hmm. You know why I say that. Um, but we need that, we need that grace to know that um, our day-to-day experience is not the only game in town. We forget mm-hmm. that sometimes. Um you know, even last night, my my son was home, and then I got up for something, and I something said, "Check your phone," and I could see in the tracker. I'm like, "Where is he?" Like it was very late, and I texted. I said, "You know, it's just so hard for me to go to bed worrying every night." And I did like an emoji with like a smiley face that was had a tear coming in. And and I spoke to my friend Richard. I said, Richard, I know he's going to be fine. I have to separate my brain because I need. I cannot. I can't live in 
chronic anxiety every night. It's not going to do anything. I need to surrender, and I need to say, everything's okay. Look out for my kid. Mm-hmm. So it gets to us. You know, and on Instagram today, I saw a post that said, uh, the conspiracy th- theory that I believe in is everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think that I need to, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. We all need to claim that everything is going to be okay. So, but I, I think you were just so depleted. It, it, it was like a vitamin deficiency. So this was mm-hmm. the cosmos, it was, you know, it was the cosmic pharmacy saying, okay, you need to refill your prescription. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. mute myself because I'm at my son's bedroom. I'll be right back. So <laughs> okay. Lisa, you t- okay, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, that, that was a great dream. I, I don't think I've ever had those kinds of um, experiences in my in my dreams or visitations. Um, Not that I I remember a lot of those, you know, of anything. I think if it's really crazy, I would definitely remember it. Um Mm-hmm. Most of my stuff, I feel like I know where they're coming from, but I tend to hear about those <clears throat> um, from like my mother will have dreams about usually about her mother who's you know who's passed, mm-hmm. and she still makes you know these these um, visits to her dreams, and then you know oh, yeah. she'll share it with me. And and what's interesting is that in a lot of those dreams, it's usually in a house. Uh, the settings usually in the Philippines. But when she goes uh-huh. into the house and she goes to the room where her mother is, she's like she always mentions that there's a bed or like a pallet where that's where I'm staying. It's okay. always like um, it's always that there's a space for me uh-huh. in that in that room with my grandmother. And this is the grandmother I, I, that I didn't know as well. There's only one grandparent, that's my dad's mom, that had a hand in raising off, like all of her grandkids, all of her grandkids. Um, she was very, very busy. <laughs> um, and everybody loved her. That's why she was very popular. And the, so this grandmother, I think, was also equally popular, but um, she stayed in the Philippines. She didn't really, she came over mm-hmm. once um, before she passed. And that's my only, my only knowledge of being around her was then, but, but, because my mother just loved her so much and had her on a pedestal. All of my stories of her are through whatever my mom's told me, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then the dreams. So, but she always mentions that, Oh yeah. You know, and then there's, you know, I was in her room and then they're on a, on a, like it's a pallet next to her bed. And, and I knew like, she always mentions it like either, either I'm there or she knows that that's for me. That's how she puts it. Like, Oh yeah. And you know, you're there. I'm like, what? Okay, yeah, okay. I don't understand mm-hmm. what that means. Um, yeah, but to have, uh, you know, I guess a, you know, Jesus Christ visiting you. Yeah, I haven't had that happen yet. So. <laughs> well, yeah, but have, but, but actually, it, when your mom tells you about those dreams, you are probably in it. You, you are there, whether yeah. you remember it or not. I, yeah, you know, probably. like the third. The other person is there, like if I have a dream with my sister, she is actually there too, whether mm-hmm. she remembers it or not. But I think that your grandmother <clears throat> has been watching over you since you were born because the more you're, you know, you say it, I, I get this feeling like she's always been that like queen, queen bee, queen spirit watching you. 
hmm, does that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah. kind of like you're, you can have family members as guides. And I'm thinking she probably has been your guide for a long time. Interesting. Yeah. Because I have my mom's mother, so my grandmother, I knew for four years. And I loved her. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. remember much of her, but I know her face. And I always saw her face growing up all the time. I, I still do. And I, and somebody told me, yeah, you know, she's she's been there with you. So, you know, that makes hmm. sense that, the you know, you can remember somebody you never met, if that makes sense. Right, right. You know, just from the, the thoughts from somebody else. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, I, and I feel like for years growing up, I thought that, um, you know, like my connection was with my mother. Um, mm. And then... And then you know that you know that uh, I guess the contract that you have with your soul contract is like oh whoever brings you mm-hmm. in like that's your I always always assumed it was my mother, and then years later I'm like I think it was with my dad, <laughs> you know I think it was actually with my dad, um, and I think that my dad's side of the family plays a a, um, a bigger role, but both sides are pretty important, so it's mm-hmm. just. Um, uh, you know, the filter that I had growing up was really through my mother because my father was very busy working. Um, so uh-huh. we, our, our interactions with him were very limited. He had, um, he had one of those um, jobs where he was on a particular shift for two weeks. So you'd see him, you maybe see him at the same time every day for two weeks, and then it'll, it'll mm-hmm. switch to a different time of day where you may or may not be awake. Um, so we knew he was out working. We just didn't always see him. So mm-hmm. and, and my mom was the one that was uh, the primary person that we always, she was very consistent. We, she was always there. Um, so her world, it was our world and her viewpoint was our mm-hmm. viewpoint. Um, yeah. So we knew a lot about the stories of her family, although her family wasn't as large here in the States. Um, it was, it was very well balanced, I think, because our, my dad's side of the family there are more here in the Atlanta area, definitely, and um, and it's just a different vibe, you know. Uh, both sides are mm-hmm. pretty pretty fun, but I feel there's a stronger connection with my dad's side. But I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you know I wouldn't be surprised. I kind of think of both of my grandmothers as guides. Um, the grandmother that I knew best. Um, she usually, if she shows up in my dream, she doesn't say anything. It's just a presence. Uh-huh. Um, but she was always so patient. She was an amazing cook. <laughs> she was, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, if you're hungry, you know, she, you, you were always going to get fed with with that. Uh-huh. She knew, and, and it didn't matter. She could be in the middle of everything. She'd be watching soaps, folding laundry, you know, something's cooking on the stove, and you wake up from whatever, you know, because it's summer and it's like. You know, two o'clock in the afternoon, and you're finally waking up, and she's like, "Oh, well, what do you want to eat?" <laughs> Even though there's tons of food already made, yeah. You know, oh if you God. wanted something specific, you could just ask her, and she would make it. But that would, and it wouldn't, it would it look look so effortless on her part. But she was always, oh. it seemed to be always so accommodating. And usually, half the time, I'm like, you know, all the food you just made, like for whatever, like for lunch, this is going to be fine. Like that's. You know, mm-hmm. that's great. <laughs> but, you know, cool. if she was inclined yeah. to fry an egg, I would not say no. And she usually was. Mm-hmm. 
but both of those um, grandmothers were the ones that, like, if I've ever been, like, really scared, um, which usually is because I've watched a, a scary movie, honestly, one of those, like, psychologically <laughs> scary movies, um, yep. I used to find comfort in uh, asking them to kind of keep watch over me <laughs> uh, so I could uh, sleep. So uh-huh. that like, nothing would get me uh-huh. in my dreams. Because growing up, I was crazy afraid of the dark. Oh. So I would, um, oh. I would like hide under covers. I'm surprised I didn't like asphyxiate, honestly, because I always had covers over me. I was like, as long as no one can see me, then you know, then I'm safe. But um, oh. yeah, I, I really, I really didn't like being alone in the room. And come to find out. Mm-hmm. I was never really alone in a room. Like I'm never really right. alone. There's like tons mm-hmm. and tons and tons of guys. So, um, but to be able to to pick out, you know, both of my grandmothers is always very comforting. Mm-hmm. And they they just represent uh, so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Somebody's yes, asking. So, <laughs> um, your your mother's. So it would be your mother's mother. Mm-hmm. Did she have a term that she would, or a phrase she would use for her grandchildren? You know, I don't know. You know, sometimes they say, or did she? You weren't born yet, but did she? Did she have any other granddaughters? I'm sure she did. Um, you have to ask uh, yeah. your mom what what she would have called. Because I'm getting, and I don't know, I can't even pronounce it. It's like a a nickname. She keeps calling you. So what there's is something that with she's, a, a C or a a K uh, sound. I don't know. She just kind of flashed it, so I'm not quite sure. But, I mean, but and then she's she's asking me, "Don't you see me? Do you ever do? You, have you seen pictures of her? Mm. You know, does yeah. your mother have pictures? Okay. Yeah. She says she keeps. Showing herself, so like in your mind, you see her picture or her. Yeah. She keeps bringing herself to you. Oh, I love so it. If you huh. see that, know that she's there. Nice. If, you know, this is going back to my basic when I was taking classes. If the thought you have is a picture, a word, a sound, even a smell, that's them coming through. Absolutely. So if you have a quick, uh, uh. You know, even if it's a picture of when they were little, they are there. You know, they're here I am, you know, just to pop in and say hi. Or if you're worried and you, you see that or you hear something or, you know, you remember something. And I always have to, like, remind my cousins. Like, if we get together for a reunion, I said, watch. There'll be a story. Somebody's going to, one of their parents are going to whisper in their ear and they're going to start a story about something that happened. So this is them saying, okay, we're going to get this party started. So just remember that when you have a conversation with somebody, because it's, I find it so enlightening that people just, oh, I don't know where that came from, you know. It's, right. Yeah, well, right. You know, family, they're always there. So my, my, my mother's siblings, just all her sisters, they were party, party people. <laughs> so if you had a beer, wine, a drink, they were there. Oh, know, my God. So. They had good times. But they anyway. had good times, right? <laughs> yep. yep. That's interesting. Um, my, um, yeah, that that Lola, um, 
I, I, I think she lived with us for for maybe uh, three months. Once, when I was in, I wasn't even in high school yet. I was in in middle school, I think, or elementary school even. Um, I was a lot younger, and she stayed in my room, so she slept, you know, slept uh-huh. in the same room with me. And uh, I remember uh-huh. she had. Um, there are there are scents that I would associate, um, like with my mother, uh, like Pond's cold cream, which she doesn't use anymore. But when when I was growing up, uh-huh. she used um, Pond's, and um, uh-huh. my my grandmother, her mother, had oil of Olay. That was what she and she would keep it on the windowsill. <laughs> I remember she would always use oil of Olay, and she'd keep it on the windowsill. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I I. Uh, I'll have to remember that. You know, um, I've been thinking about, um, and we have, I have a, a, the picture I have of her is actually of her and my other grandmother and my mother and I guess my brothers. And, and it's in the Philippines. It's a black and white photo. I have it framed. It's of them in the airport as they're about to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my, yeah, my, my mother and brothers are about to leave to come here. And but mm-hmm. that's a picture of of everybody, you know, of the of, of those, you know, of the grandmothers, and then, yeah. So it's a everyone's everyone looks really stylish. It's like the late '60s. Everyone's looking really sharp. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's a picture I have of her, and then also I just have a memory of her years later when she came to visit, and uh, mm-hmm. she was um, she was a lot a lot older, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, she's. I need to acknowledge her then, and that's fine. Um, that's nice. You know, that, yeah. I will. I will absolutely acknowledge uh-huh. her, and and uh, I think she knows I'm going to ask her for some help. So. Yeah. So I yeah. feel. So yo, I, I still feel a little rough around the edges over here. <laughs> you know, and if you don't want anybody in your room at night, you, you can say that. Please leave me, you know, alone tonight. I want to sleep. That's what I do every night. Because yeah. otherwise they're waking me up to do this or that, and no, nope. right, it's exhausting. Well, I don't, I don't usually have an issue um, with with that. I have enough distractions, you know, of the non-spiritual kind <laughs> that, um, <laughs> okay. like, I should probably turn off my phone. I should probably stop, you know, watching, you know, Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Um, you know, there's like that, plenty of stuff that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that I probably need to be able to do, but. Um, because I always know that if they need to reach me, that generally if I'm asleep, dream state, best way to reach me. <laughs> like some people say, yep. best way to reach me is to like text me like dreaming. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always on a different plane. And yep. uh-huh. if you do, you know, but there's usually a lot that's happening in my dreams. So I yeah. can see why, you know, she may get lost in the shuffle. Maybe that's why she ends up showing up in my mom's dreams, because my mom will always tell me her dreams. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, maybe you that, you have yeah, too much going on, so you yeah. don't let her in. Right, the communication yeah. with your mom, when she starts bringing up those stories, that's her mom coming, through, you know, through your mom for you. So, you, you know, mm. all those are just right. a way of, don't forget me, you know, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and what I was, what I was going to say was, um, you know, we're looking at trying to get a, 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 a house, my old, my brother's old house, 
and it's still like there's still no word. I think we'll have to figure out this creative financing for it if we can do it. Um, but I was thinking about how I would love to have um, like a, a wall of photos mm. or a shelf, you know, just mm-hmm. to honor honor our, our ancestors and, you know, our guides and just people that, you know, that we want to remember. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'd listed, you know, quite a few people who have passed, um, but obviously starting with, you know, my, my grandparents on both sides and, and, uh, and just wanting to have a place of honor so that we, you know, we do remember them. You know, kind of like, you know, in, in that movie Coco, where you don't, you know, you oh, gotta, Coco. you gotta have, the, you gotta have yeah. the, the pictures, you know, and, and if you don't, mm-hmm. then they, they end up being forgotten. So they're never really forgotten. Uh, no. It's just, they're not always <laughs> in, they're not always, they're not always in the everyday conversation. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So you may, well, what I do too, and then I don't have a whole lot of room, but I have these little shelves that you put on the wall and they have little, I want to say hook things where you can hang things. They're little mm-hmm. knobs. I have a couple of those with things for Courtney, little statues and a picture, a baby right. picture and stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be a, <clears throat> a huge display, but it's just in honor. That's my little altar. And I have that. That's right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But you had a date with Jesus. So let's yep. not forget that. Hello. I know, oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't told anybody, but you guys know. Well, because you can't. You, isn't that wonderful? Like that's right there. That's that's recent enough to do this show. That thank you for saying that. That this you is, would understand uh, it. Let's just say that. Of course, that this is a say. Yeah, because mm. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, that was mm-hmm. that was Jesus. I'm gonna tell her later, but I know who that was. <laughs> I know that was my yeah. afterthought though. Because yeah, I was of just so no, because you're overcome. so shocked. Like, like, what oh. the hell? Oops, sorry, hell. I know. Uh, right. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to let go. It was one of Did those. Did not want to let you know, go. Oh that gosh, bliss. No. You, there no wor- it, there's mm-hmm. no words. Like the Jesus thing was so yeah. just stunning, and then the tunnel thing that I experienced twice mm-hmm. was ex- exhilarating. So there was kind of a different. The Jesus thing, I was just like, oh there's so much more to this life. Like this life doesn't even count. Like, didn't you feel like anything in this, in this material world didn't even exist because it was so eclipsed mm-hmm. by that connection. Thank you. Right. There is so nothing trivial. but that. Was, thank you. Right. Yeah. Nothing uh-huh. but that connection and that presence. And then the right. same thing with, with the tunnel, but it felt exhilarating. Like the, right. like the original Willy Wonka, <laughs> like ah. just, just exhilarating. And yeah. you have one foot in, one foot out, and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. I am so not afraid of, you know, what's on the other side. I'm, it, right. it, it's it's way more challenging what's going on here, even when we pass and there is work that we have to mm-hmm. do. Like, I know my friend Richard on the other side, he, mm-hmm. he, smacked his, he smacked his forehead and he said, I could have had a V8. Uh, he did not, mm-hmm. he did not mm-hmm. have to go through all of what he, the torture, the torment. Right the torment and the guilt mm-hmm. and the lack of forgiveness. And he was so angry. He was so angry at his wife for dying first. He was furious. Mm-hmm. And his wife's death anniversary is the day before my daughter's death anniversary, although I had decades ahead of him. 
Mm. But that was like our special time, you know. Like I went through two years of uh, the first anniversary and the second anniversary, like, you know, really supporting him and and guiding him through the uh, just insanity of Mm -hmm. grieving. And and everybody has their own grieving styles. I think you and I, Marguerite, are, are way more pragmatic so we kind of know how to balance everything. Other people are not. But I remember um, in the wake of the first year of his wife's loss, and, you know, I'm really there for him knowing how hard the, fir- the first year is just to even get mm-hmm. through it, like climbing yeah. a mountain. I don't have to explain that to, to, mm-hmm. to you, of course. And and I remember he was he was on a tear, and... He was very, I mean, he always, he knew my backstory. I mean, I've known him and his wife for for decades, so he knew when I was pregnant. He knew when I lost the baby. He knew all of that, and it was just this crazy coincidence, timing, connection, that we were grieving, you know, for anniversaries literally within 24 hours of each other. And he went on this tear, and he said, I'm mad at my wife. I'm mad at your daughter. And I said, get her name out of your mouth. If I'm not angry at my daughter, you, my friend, do not have the right to be angry at her. Mm-hmm. And I hung up on him. And then, of course, three seconds later, he, he's calling me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. <clears throat> you know how we can get so caught up in how it affects us and not surrendering to the bigger picture. Right. He was furious mm-hmm. that she left him. And he couldn't quite get it together. I think once COVID hit, as the isolation just, he was beginning to emerge, but then when COVID hit. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And there, there was only, you know, I opened up my heart, my soul, my family, you know, my world. Um, but, you know, are you going to, yeah, if you're a high-functioning alcoholic and you're angry at the world, well, what's going to happen? You're going to kill yourself, right? So it's very sad. But, yeah, so I think he's smacking his head. He could have had a V8. And you're you're on the other side. Um, and I think there's just this knowingness of, okay, what is my unfinished business? But perhaps the the pain and the struggle isn't there. But the clarity of, okay, I did my, I I, I did my time here on the earth. I submitted my PhD dis- dissertation, <laughs> and now I'm having my review. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's he got, maybe he got a maybe yeah. he got a C minus. <laughs> I'm, I'm just yeah. saying. No, he passed. It's C minus is a failing. He, you know, everybody, there's, to me, there's barely. nothing stopping you to go to the other side but you. So when you cross over, you're done. You know, you're oh, there. You're not going anywhere else. That's right. Unless you want to come back. <laughs> I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But I, I think yeah. that's why the, the choice to, no, I agree with you, Marguerite. I think the choice to do the work here and and, and to, with with such clarity and and humility is so that for me I don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. So let's let let's take care of what we need to take care of. Mm-hmm. C minus is still passing 
isn't it? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It is. All right, so um, he passed, but he got C minus. That's my grade. If I could <laughs> ask for one thing. Yes. Tomorrow is court would be Courtney's 36th birthday. Could I have a yes. card real quick? Please? Of course you can. And it doesn't Thank have you. to be real quick. Oh my God, what well, about her birthday? We're good. Yeah. If we go a minute mm-hmm. over, I don't care. It's fine. Let me just pull up the database. Okay. Well, today is my parents' anniversary, too. We oh, wow. Oh, years is, together. This is, oh, wow. So this is yeah. for everybody. So let's see what yep. let's see what the database has. So take a deep breath, and I'm ready. And you say pick whenever you feel compelled. I can give you music if you want. <laughs> oh, that's fine. No. Okay. Pick. Okay. So the um, number associated with this message is... 510 and the message is understand during this energy of emergence and receiving that you need to take extra care of your body, mind and spirit. And I think it's really interesting that these two words based on what you've shared with us today Marguerite, emergence and receiving. So as we emerge, right, you're crossing dimensions uh, you are le- living a multidimensional experience, and then you're receiving the grace and the wisdom of that. All of that creates a space of needing to take extra care. And what I said earlier when you shared your experience, that you were depleted. is that interesting? Mm-hmm. And, and this encounter, that you had this mystical encounter was to replenish your supply. I'll read Mm. the message again. So I think this message ties in perfectly with what you're talking about. I think it's excellent. So I'll read it again. Understand during this energy of emergence and receiving that you need to take extra care of your body, mind, and spirit. And it's a great message for all of us right now. And again, the number associated is 510 and I will pass it on to Miss Elisa. Mm, well, we know it equals a six, so there's a lot of love in that. And mm-hmm. and the biggest part of a six is knowing about being able to replenish, like putting a lot of energy out for others and then realizing, recognizing when it's time to actually lovingly take care of yourself. Right. And it usually happens with the help of a seven because that's the next step, right? Um but for right now, it's it's love all around, and and it starts off with this five of, of changes, of growth and expansion, and of living life. You know, that's the adventure, and then the one is you, and then the zero is back to source. So it it just ties in with everything that's been talking about. We talk about when you talked about emergence, actually, um, Liz. I was I was mm-hmm. thinking of of birth. You know. Mm. Um, when right. you emerge from the other side, so so in our world it's birth, and in their world it's death, because you're right. emerging. You go from one to the other. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, with every ending as a beginning, and and throughout it all, the, the you know, regardless of of the situation, um, you still have to have, you know, like a certain level of, of understanding of self and, and love to, I guess, make it through, you know, not giving grades necessarily, but, but making it through with, with a level of understanding of, of what's 
to happen next. Because right. you do have choices. Either you say, okay, well, you know, I didn't get this right. I, you know, I, I still want to, I still want to be able to do whatever. And then sometimes you just go back into the loop. And not that you have to, necessarily. Um, I don't think anyone has to. Um, but I think it's a choice. Uh, right. If you're filled with a lot of regret, then maybe you you you, you go right around and say, you know, no, 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 I'm not done yet. Like you know, like uh, like. You get off the, the the crazy ride. You're like, ah, oh, I had such a good time. I want to go back and you know, I'm, I'm back in line again. Right. Um, and I think for a lot of us, we've done lifetimes of this. You know, right. <laughs> and yeah. I think probably yeah. with many of those few lifetimes, like this is the last one, and then you know, here we are again. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, uh, great numbers for that message. Yeah. Because, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, five one. Also, five one. My birthday. Um, it's not about me. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah your birthday, and also six is the mother number. So how perfect. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, so, Courtney. Happy heavenly birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy heavenly yep. birthday. Yay! So this is a perfect way to wrap up the show, Marguerite. Thank you for being our third co-host today. I love it. Um, yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. No, no. I love that you hung out with us, and, and and you are replenishing, and that was beautiful, and I love that, and you needed to be reminded. Fabulous reminder. So if you guys need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to loablend at gmail.com. And we're scheduled to be back on the air this coming Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. As always, stay safe, take care of yourselves and each other. Let the light do the work and to brighter days ahead. Love you guys. Take care. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Tell me that you like